Good morning, Big Ten fans. Welcome back to another edition of the Big Ten Morning Minutes. I'm your host, Mike Chen. Give me a follow on Twitter at Mike F. Chen. Follow the show site over there as well at Big Ten MM. It is Monday, March 29th, 2021. And so much happened this weekend in the Big Ten. It was not just about Michigan finally getting back on the court yesterday in the Sweet 16. There was so much off the court and off the field as well. And we'll start off with Wisconsin. And it seems like Barry Alvarez's tenure with the university is coming to a close. Alvarez made the transition from the football head coach to the athletic director in Madison. Uh, That transition happened in 2006 uh, after a very successful career as their football head coach, uh, Rose Bowls, uh, just something that you wouldn't expect from Wisconsin. Alvarez made the move, a, a successful move in my opinion, into the athletics office. And as the AD, he is overseen multiple coaching hires. I think he's done a very good job. Um, you know, he filled in a couple of times during some transitional periods on the football team. Uh, but you know, Barry Alvarez has a big voice in Wisconsin athletics, very big voice. And for him to potentially be retiring and stepping down, that's going to leave a pretty big void in the athletic department for Wisconsin. So uh, it does look like Alvarez is going to make that announcement within the next few weeks. That's what the uh, Milwaukee Journal Sentinel is reporting. So, uh, unfortunately, it looks like Barry Alvarez and Wisconsin, uh, they will no longer be a part and, uh, of each other. And, um, you know, we'll, we'll see Alvarez move on to the next stage of his life. Some injury news for the Buckeyes. One of their returning starting defensive tackles. Haskell Garrett will be out for spring practice. Now, in my estimation, uh, a a guy like Garrett, who we know what he is and what he can do. Uh, He was an all-Big Ten team performer this past season. Uh, A guy that many thought could have went off to the NFL, but opted to return and play his sixth season for the Buckeyes. Uh, I think that, uh, you know, this one, not a huge deal. Uh, you know, you, you just want Garrett healthy for this season. Uh, any guy in that situation, uh, a returning starter who's played significant minutes, uh, missing the spring isn't a big deal for them. You know, it it's more of a leadership aspect, trying to get the young guys some experience and help them out. But, you know, Garrett can do that even by, by coming to practice. So, Uh, A loss, but not a huge one for the Buckeyes. Some big news coming out of Piscataway, and that is Rutgers having to pause their spring practices due to an outbreak in COVID-19. They were set to get going this coming Tuesday. Well, they have stopped. And due to the spike of cases with the return of students coming back from spring break, Uh, The university has decided to put a hold on starting spring practice, so it will not get started tomorrow. It will be started in the future. Uh, We are not exactly sure when that future is, 
but it does look like Rutgers should still have spring practice. They've got to get the outbreak at school under control. And once they do, you expect to see that Rutgers will get back to the football field and uh, you know they'll they'll try and go get their practices culminating in a spring game. Obviously their calendar that all of that is changing due to the fact that they're pushing back the start time of their spring practices. Lots of news on the basketball side of things. And it wasn't just because, like I said earlier, that Michigan got back on the court as the Big Ten's lone representative in the Sweet 16, which still boggles my mind. Everyone's still talking about it. I run into a lot of people. They're like, what happened? I don't have an answer. Nine Big Ten teams, one only one made it to the second weekend. But before we get into what Michigan did on the court against Florida State yesterday, let's take care of what happened off the court and a significant move by the Indiana Hoosiers yesterday. They have filled their coaching vacancy. As we all know, they decided to fire Archie Miller about a week and a half ago. Well, it took the Hoosiers a significant amount of time, longer than it has taken other Big Ten schools. Purdue, and they, they didn't even end the tournament, and they knew that one of their assistants, Micah Shrewsbury, was off to Penn State. Uh, you know, Minnesota, eyes on Ben Johnson, very quickly made that decision. Well, I think Indiana, they were looking for a home run hire. They were looking for a guy that was really going to move the program. And I think that their initial choices at the top just didn't want to be Hoosiers. And so they went to the NBA. And they grabbed former Indiana star and now former New York Knicks assistant Mike Woodson to replace Miller. And this is another coaching head hire that you know you take a look at and say, well, Woodson has a ton of experience, 30 years, but it's all in the NBA. But look at that lone team that is still in the big representing the Big Ten in the NCAA tournament. And that's Michigan. And what did they do? They went to the NBA. They went and grabbed Juwan Howard. Same situation. Alumni, former star of the school. Now, Woodson is obviously significantly older than Juwan Howard. So we'll see how this one turns out. But almost immediately, the Hoosiers also announced the hiring of Thad Mata. The former Ohio State and Butler head coach is... I wouldn't say he's returning to his roots, uh, but he is coming back to Indiana after a very successful run with Butler. And I think this one is significant. And it's significant because, obviously, 
Indiana went after Mata to be their head coach. And it didn't work out. But as an associate athletic director, Mata will be able to help out Woodson, give him assistance, kind of show him the ropes. You know, he'll help in the recruiting process, maybe with a little coaching. I don't know. But it's nice to have a guy like that to bounce ideas off of for Woodson. Especially, like I said, a guy that's got a ton of experience coaching. 30 years in the NBA, but no collegiate coaching experience. So I think that that is significant. That is a, that, that's something that you look at and say, all right, well, you know, that's something that you might be concerned with. But again, we'll go back to the fact that the lone team that is still alive in the NCAA tournament was coached by a former NBA guy with no collegiate experience. So uh, I think that this is uh, an interesting hire. We'll see how Woodson does. But it's already having an impact on the recruiting trail. Because 2021 signee Logan Duncombe has announced that he will stay with the Hoosiers. A lot of those guys, the, the signees in the 21 class with the coaching change, they can ask for the university to release them from their scholarship. We've seen schools do it. You know, it wouldn't have surprised me for Duncombe to ask Indiana for that. Most schools are pretty understanding with these kind of situations. But that's good news. That's good news for Woodson, that he has one of the better players of the 2021 class for Indiana that has already signed, is intending on staying. That's really, really good news. So I was Jordan Bohannon. Uh, he's obviously been, you know, pretty vocal. Um, you know, he, along with uh, Isaiah Livers, uh, have uh, been part of the movement uh, that they're not NCAA property. And uh, this one, uh, again, uh, you know, he comes out on a podcast and says, hey, guess what? This past year, I've been hurt. been playing hurt all year with the shoulder injury. I obviously disclosed it to the medical staff at Iowa, but Bohannon has, has really struggled over the course of his Hawkeye career with staying injury-free. He's battled ankle injuries. He's battled leg injuries. You know, obviously battling a shoulder injury, and you know that's it's tough. And you know, came into the year, and that was kind of what you're looking at. But he went through it, and he got through it, and everything was good. Well, not good. I mean, obviously, Iowa would have liked to go a little bit further in the NCAA tournament, but you know, for a guy that was injured. All year, pretty, pretty damn good. Pretty damn good. So that was, uh, you know, pretty tough of Jordan Bohan to go through the whole season with a shoulder injury. Michigan State gets a transfer. That is fairly significant. Uh, Northeastern transfer Tyson Walker, the point guard average, 
uh, just under 19 points a game, almost five assists a game. And uh, he was his conference's defensive player of the year. I like this pickup for Izzo. I think that's what they were missing this past season. They were missing a floor general, a guy on the court that directed how the offense went. It's no knock on some of the guys on the team right now or that or, you know, that were on this past year's team. But when Michigan State is good, their point guards are good. And I think Izzo realized that you know, what he needed wasn't in his locker room. So he went out to the transfer portal and grabbed a pretty solid one in Tyson Walker. More transfer news for Minnesota as they see two more players jump into the portal. Center Sam Freeman and forward Trey Williams have both entered the portal. We've seen Jamal Mashburn Jr. enter. Uh, Marcus Carr entered, but sort of didn't. Uh, as he is more looking towards the NBA. But if his flirtation with the NBA doesn't work, he's not coming back to Minnesota. So he's kind of keeping his options open, which is something that is interesting because we're seeing more and more players go that route. And a Rutgers basketball player going that route as well. And that was Jacob Young. Uh, Young has done the same thing that Minnesota's Marcus Carr has done. has opted to put his name into the transfer portal with his eyes on the NBA. That's their first choice, is Carr and Young's first choice. To move on is to go and play at the next level in the NBA. However, if that doesn't work out, if they don't get the feedback that they're looking for, they have also put their name in the transfer portal. So they're covering themselves. They're putting a little bit of insurance. They're saying, well, if the NBA doesn't like what they're seeing, we go back to school. But I'm not going back to school to my where, where I've been. We're moving on. Going on to the next play. So it's... Uh, it's something that I think we're going to see a lot more of, to be honest with you. I think that's the, the, the moves by Carr and Young are are significant, and I think you're, you're going to see you know some, some more of that, some more of that. Uh, good news for uh, Penn State and Isaiah Brockington. Uh, he has decided not to transfer. Finally got a chance to speak with the new head coach, Micah Shrewsbury, and Shrewsbury's done his first recruiting job and that is to keep some of you know some of those players and Brockington is one of them and so this one is interesting because again when when Brockington went into the portal uh, he did say that he was keeping the option open to returning he wanted to speak with Shrewsbury he also wanted to play his traditional position he wants to play the four Uh, this past season with the coaching issues that Penn State had, decided the the coaching staff knew that they probably weren't going to be around at the end of the year. So they actually asked Brockington to play center. He didn't want to do that. He added 25 pounds. He thought his game was different. He had to bang with some big boys down low that the Big Ten has. You know, Luka Garza, Kofi Coburn, there's a bunch of big dudes, uh, you know, in, in the Big Ten. Zach Eddy, 
for Purdue, Liam Robbins for Minnesota. There's some big-time big men in the Big Ten. And I think Brockington didn't necessarily feel comfortable with his role. And after getting a chance to speak with Shrewsbury and Shrewsbury probably giving him assurance that saying, hey, look, we'll, uh, we'll put you back to your four spot. You don't have to do that anymore. So that is significant news for Mike Shrewsbury and the Nittany Lions. All right. Michigan, the final school in the Big Ten that is still alive in the NCAA tournament. They did it. They made the Big Ten proud. I know it's difficult that that, nine of our total teams got in. Your favorite teams, some of your favorite teams didn't make it in. But nine Big Ten teams did. And before the tournament, and I'm going to eat a bunch of crow right now. Before the tournament, I said it wouldn't be. I wouldn't be surprised to see two Big Ten teams in the Final Four. Well, after the first weekend, that sure as hell is not going to happen. But what we can see is one team potentially in the Final Four, and that's Michigan, because Michigan went out and they put the clamps down defensively against Florida State. And they look like the team that we thought they looked a month and a half ago. You know, towards the end of the season, Michigan faltered. They had some issues. They had some injury issues. And there's an injury that's significant as well that they're playing through. Because Isaiah Livers aggravated his ankle injury early on in the Big Ten tournament. And it came out over the weekend that he will most likely miss the rest of the tournament. Michigan State, I'm sorry, Michigan is down one of their best players. That doesn't matter. 76-58 over Florida State. They, they, like, like I said, they, they really played defense very, very well especially at the three-point line. They, they allowed Florida State to shoot 40%, 25% from beyond the arc. That is impressive. Five of 20. They forced 14 turnovers. They themselves only committed nine. Yeah, they might not have shot all that well from the three-point line. They didn't take a lot of them. Only 11. They made three. But overall, from the field, Michigan shot almost 50% and 49. They were balanced in their scoring. Led by Hunter Dickinson and Brandon Johns, who, mind you, was not a starter. Johns was a guy that was inserted into the starting lineup due to Livers' injury. And he's performed fantastically, in my estimation. Fantastically. And so, on Tuesday, Michigan will face 11-seeded UCLA in the night game for a spot in the Final Four. Yeah, the conference title hopes rely on that team in Ann Arbor. 
And when you look at their matchup, you probably think they're going to be a favorite. Now, the Pac-12 has been amazing in this uh, tournament. I believe it's 12-2 and two is their overall record. Jeez. And, and a lot of people dismissed that conference going into the tournament. But they've played so well, whereas the Big Ten has not. That's why it's March. That's why it's madness. That's why we all love to watch it. Pay attention and see what happens. So, the Michigan Wolverines will face the 11-seeded UCLA Bruins on Tuesday night for a spot in the Final Four. We'll be watching. We definitely will. And that will do it for me this morning on your Big Ten Morning Minutes. I appreciate the listen. Go ahead and give me a follow on Twitter at MikeFChat. Follow the show site over there as well at Big Ten MM. Raise reviews and share us on all of your listening platforms. Have a great Monday, Big Ten fans. I will talk to you tomorrow morning.